Hey there, and welcome to the rewrap for Friday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB and a Celia package. I am Glenn ZB, and this morning we will mark the week because it is Friday, and that is what we do on Fridays. Uh, Trump's uh, approval numbers and uh, the prospects of him w- uh, winning re-election, uh, that's uh, worthy of discussion. Uh, should we be giving out coupons instead of money? And Mike's fake ad problem hasn't gone anywhere. But before any of that, uh, radio, it's doing all right. Newspapers and magazines have had a long and well-documented battle for any sort of future, but radio. Radio is an embarrassingly robust health. And part of it may well be that all the upheaval that the rest are facing from your Googles and your Netflixes and your streaming was dealt with by radio decades back when FM was set loose and any man and his dog could buy a frequency, and so we ended up with more radio stations per head of population than anywhere in the world. Some lasted, some didn't. Most got consolidated into a couple of large players who dominate the industry today. The quintessential brilliance of it all, though, is only truly understood when you've hung about the place for a while like I have and realised that what I did 38 years ago in 1982 as a 16-year-old is pretty much the same as what I do in 2020 as a 55-year-old. You turn on a mic and say some stuff. It engages, it infuriates, it provides insight, laughter, it challenges, it inquires. You're still in your car or your kitchen or your bathroom. Radio's as portable as it ever was. You might hear this via an app, of course, but me, me to you, at the same time each day, and you pretty much go about your day the way I've gone about my work, hasn't really changed. And that is why radio is king of the hill. This is not, of course, a time to blow too many individual trumpets, but in a small clue from yesterday's ratings, this program has never seen an audience like it. So what we're doing works, and it works because of the brilliance of the medium and because of you. And for that, we celebrate, and we are truly grateful, grateful to be part of it, grateful for the continued success. Uh, We'd certainly be grateful if our um, advertisers would um, come back to us, assuming that they are still making their own money, of course. Uh, And if the government could help us out just a little bit more than just paying uh, for the fees that we pay to, to broadcast... Um, anyway, that's a complicated issue. Let's not get into it. Let's just mark the week instead. Hunting. Seven. Yes, the return of an element of common sense and of some kind of normality. The argument that you shouldn't move just in case you get an ingrown toenail and bother the health service has become farcical. House sales in level three. Eight. Same story. Billions of dollars worth of business being held up for what? So one person can say, go look at the indoor-outdoor flow, and you go, ooh, isn't it dreamy? Hardly a health hazard, is it? Uh, Winston, too. Mr. Hoskins. Quote my words. As much sympathy as I have for his plight, and I have a lot, his private stuff was leaked. He should never have sued, though. Never gone to court because, one, he's the Deputy Prime Minister, and two, he was always going to lose and cost us a fortune. Remote working, seven. The survey says 66% are into it. It might well be the start of a new age for the working environment. Level three, four. See, we should be in it right now. And we aren't. And we aren't because some are obsessed with the health over the economy. Australia, nine. The British press said it yesterday, the envy of the world. They seem on the verge of the Holy Grail. Crack the health nut, but haven't locked the place down to tank the economy the way others have. Speaking of Australia, Australia, seven. On taxing Google and Facebook for nicking the local media's work and profiting from it. Why can't we do that? Where's our government, for God's sake? Chris Farpour shortly. Uber Eats, four. Profiting at a rate most think is unfair at a time of real hardship isn't cool. I think we've decided Uber Eats isn't cool. Yeah, I do think we've decided that. And I think a lot of us decided it the first time uh, the pizza arrived upside down uh, with half the topping stuck to the lid of the box because it had been rolling around in somebody's back seat. Um, And yet a lot of us still then ordered it again the next week. 
I didn't, but that's primarily because where I live, you can't get it. Um, and I can't vote for Trump either. Trump's got trouble. Three polls, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Florida. He's losing them all. And that's against Biden, head to head on Biden. So Michigan, he's down 49-41. Pennsylvania, he's down 50-42. Florida, 46-42 to Biden. And all of those are swing states. All of those are critical states. All of those are states he must win, especially Michigan, uh, Michigan and Pennsylvania. That's the blue wall that you're talking about. That's industrial, the industrial heartland of America. The steel belt, the rust belt. That's the stuff he flipped last time and got him into the White House. That's the stuff he needs to retain. So he's got trouble there. Florida's always a toss-up, obviously. But he'd have to back himself. I mean, he's moved to Florida. He's officially moved his residence to Florida. He's a Floridian. So... It's not working for him at the moment. There's time, but you've got to wonder when you, when you see those unemployment numbers and his big calling card was the economy. I mean, obviously, the economy's not his fault and what's happened isn't his fault, but uh, you do tend to get a bit of blame if you happen to be running at the place, uh, running the place at the time that the uh, the bad news arrives. Yeah, and saying that, I mean, you, you've got an opportunity to handle things certain ways. And um, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to play it this week, but I had a 45-second montage of all the times Trump um, trumpeted the malaria drug, the anti-malaria drug, hydroxychloroquine, and um, telling everybody that they should get it, drink it, inject it, uh, bath in it. And um, and then, of course, now it turns out that it can probably kill you if you're a bit sick. And, you know, stop the old, what do you call it? Heart beating. Um, so, you know, you can choose how you react to these things. That's that's my point. Uh, you can hand out coupons, for example. One thing I was going to raise, and I don't think I can claim it, I, it's one of those things that I had the idea, but I didn't articulate it publicly. Therefore, me saying it now, you go, oh, whatever, mate. Anyway, but I did have the idea before the Chinese. So my thing, this helicopter money that uh, got so much news coverage yesterday uh, with Grant Robertson just handing out money left, right and centre, right? My argument, it's a stupid idea. Handing out money to everybody is pointless because you don't know where it's going and you want to direct it. How do you direct it? Well, you do it what the Chinese did. And I had the idea before the Chinese. They stole it off me. They're handing out coupons, digital coupons. And so what you do is they pop up on your phone and you can spend them in the areas of the economy that need it most. Uh, They've got a few problems around expiry dates and all that sort of stuff. But doesn't that make vastly more sense? If Robertson was going to give you 1500 bucks, why not $1,500 worth of coupons and directly to who needs the most help, who needs the most support as far as jobs, what industries, what sectors? I would have thought that was infinitely more sensible and efficient than just throwing money at everybody. It's an idea that's definitely got merits, I think. Um, You know, like if we all got sent a whole lot of Burger King vouchers, I mean, you know, because normally I'm not soliciting Burger King vouchers. But, if, you know, if somebody gave me some, I'd probably use them. Uh, get myself can you, get you a breakfast burrito from Burger King. It's one of life's little pleasures. If you can find one. Uh, and we might be able to find one under level three. I haven't quite looked that up to see if, if breakfast burritos are allowed under level three. I think they might be. Uh, or is that just something I saw in a fake ad? Twitter's back. It's not Twitter, actually. Before it was Facebook and Google. Uh, and these fake accounts of mine and the photos that are being passed around social media. And it's a scam. And, and I've addressed it before. But yesterday it seemed to take off in a, in a spectacular way on Twitter. And these are burner accounts, what they call burner accounts. And they use screenshots of me 
to trick you into falling for cryptocurrency scams. Now, as I've said before, for my own personal set, I, I couldn't care less. I mean, you know, who, what do I care? They want to try and rip people off. You know, they're, they're the scumbags, not me. I don't pers- I'm don't not personally aggrieved. I mean, I am because it's not right. It's not fair. But I'm not sort of weeping in a corner desperately worried about it. I worry more about people getting sucked in. And what I learned from the last experience on Facebook, despite the fact we rang Facebook up for a period of time, we rang and we rang and we rang and we rang because the only argument they could put forward to deal with the problem was for you to inform them and then at that point they would do something about it which to their credit they did but the very premise that you had to do their job for them was outrageous and the fact that they're more than happy to be billionaires while taking the money of crooks and pretending the only way they can solve any problems they have is for you to do their job that's a scandal in and of itself uh, but nevertheless, that, that was the program they rang. And and that sort of seemed to settle itself down. I don't check these things. I'm not on social media. Uh, so whether or not that's been solved, I don't know. But what came out yesterday on Twitter is you've got these burner accounts, and it went nuts. It went all over the place. There's, there's hundreds, if not thousands, of photos of me all over the place trying to suck you in. My great concern was then, is now, that I know some people who I would have, under normal circumstances, have regarded as reasonably intelligent, with it, in-touch people, who were addressing me going, geez, I don't know why you're involved in this. Why would you do this? And I'm thinking, are you serious? Do you seriously believe? To my eye, they are just so overtly and obviously scams. But for some people, they don't see it. And that's probably why each year we do those stories raised by consumers that more and more people get ripped off every year, despite the fact we've been talking about it forever. So here's the irony of Twitter. Who runs Twitter? Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey was where? He was in Paris. Who was he in Paris with? Jacinda Ardern and Manuel Macron on the Christchurch call. Jack Dorsey promised to be a better businessman and run a better company. Is he? Don't think so. So a lot of hot air, no action. So if this comes up on Twitter, run for the hills, have nothing to do with it. Yeah, if you see Mike with good hair as opposed to the way it's looking at the moment... You know it's not real. Do you honestly think this is that bad? I yeah. actually, I actually no, think it's... Look, look, nobody thinks that I'm it's anything other than going, horrendous. No, I quite know. I go, hello. I'm just... I don't it know. looks like you're in a gale, but there's no <laughs> wind. I'm allowed to say that because, of course, my hair looks the same whether there's wind or not. Because it isn't there. I and Glenn ZB, uh, I will not be there as well for the next three days. It's a long weekend. Be back again uh, with the rewrap on Tuesday. Uh, I hope your weekend is long.